Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 136 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan. Welcome to the show. Today's theme is, Cheryl, you <laughs> crazy? Well, I could have just put your name in there, right? That's but, uh... what I kind of thought. <laughs> no, it is the theme of today's show, crazy. So we tend to toss that word around pretty carelessly. And very often we use this word as a negative term to describe just about anyone or anything when we don't want to invest the time in seeking true understanding. It is a quick and easy diagnosis of those who fall in the them category and a lazy man's way of distancing ourselves from those who are unlike us. The latest horrific example of someone setting out to murder as many people as possible in a California nightclub, we were told that person was crazy in the form of having PTSD. People who suffer from PTSD are not crazy. They are coping with trauma and many of whom suffered that trauma while serving on behalf of you and I in the American Armed Forces. The original 16th century meaning of the word crazy is to be full of cracks. And using this term is an end-all way to describe anyone who has suffered with mental illness and even those who are going through a temporary stress-induced period of time is to undermine any serious attempts to truly find lasting solutions to public and personal safety. These murderers who are intent on ending as many lives as possible, whether with knives, guns, or bombs, are likely operating out of some other motivation and without fully understanding a multitude of factors about each murderer's life we cannot automatically assume that they have become disconnected with reality. And if they are disconnected with reality, then the reality of these new laws will do nothing to alter their behavior. Whatever their motivation, when these people have committed mass murders, they have broken every conceivable law there is in the commission of taking human life. 
yet we hear the predictable pleas from the predictable sources to just add a, a few more layers of laws. Recently, a Hollywood actor, Ashton Kutcher, tweeted a public message calling on President Trump's daughter Ivanka to plead with her dad to push gun control. To paraphrase, Ashton sees more gun control as the only solution to stopping these crazy murderers. This actor's thinking is indeed full of cracks because it is nonsensical and has been shown repeatedly to offer the exact opposite of what the actor claims to want. If you're hearing tones of frustration and impatience in my voice, you are correct. You see, those of us who study and train for self-defense have the best solutions and answers that there can be. There is no Shangri-La, and some people who walk among us are always going to do bad things. The rest of us must be ready at all times to be our own immediate responders. We say this all day, every day. But then, when something horrible happens, the loudest voices get amnesia. It's like they've never heard a word we have said. And the irony is that they very much do agree with what I'm saying in both theory and practice because they regularly have armed security to protect their lives. But rather than speak this truth, instead, they work to make the public even more unsafe with their common nonsense rhetoric. The truth is that two and a half million times a year, a responsibly armed citizen saves lives, and 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed and able to protect herself in the immediacy of the attack. These numbers are known. These voices are out there. But this actor and so many like him only want to close their eyes and their ears to the truth that exists and instead try to create more of the very conditions in which murderers have the upper hand. Gun-free zones, cities like Chicago and states like California, where strict gun laws only help the lawbreakers. They are strange bedfellows, these murderers and the rights restrictors who want to be sure that more and more Americans cannot effectively protect themselves. So, how do people on both sides of the argument agree that one more murder is too many, but stay so divided on how to prevent and deter murderers? I wish I knew. What I can say is that we are doing what we can here on Gun Freedom Radio to engage, to educate, and to inform, to help unify through knowledge. And the faster the speed of our communication increases, the more precise and careful we must become with our ways of speaking 
and our terminology. And the more dishonest the politically tainted conversations become in purposely misunderstanding clear and simple words, the more measured and precise those of us with an important and life-saving message must become. It is up to you and I, my fellow patriots, to teach our children and our children's children how to listen carefully and critically, how to respectfully disagree with nonsense rhetoric, and how to become themselves the respected voices of reason and truth in this world that is so full of cracks and that sometimes seems as though it has simply gone crazy. Dan? Crazy? You know, I think we're crazy. How so? Well, we think that they just want to create, the right restrictions want to create a couple more laws when we know deep in our hearts that they just want to eliminate firearms at all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, because, they've said as much. They finally said as much. Right. But there's, there isn't a law out there that would make Shangri-La and that there would be no, no more crime. Well, that was me. Pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are, you are exactly correct. I mean, on the drive here today. Ooh, let's don't talk about that. Well, okay. <laughs> I broke the law today. Mm-hmm. I sped. Oh, no. I went real, I go fast. You go fast. <laughs> because we were running late. And I knew that I was breaking the law. Yeah. But. The sign clearly said 55. You were probably doing what, 58? Maybe 60? Yeah. I was like cruising, man. But the thing is, is that you you knew there was a law. You found some reason that it was more important that you do what you did. And that can that's a tiny little infraction that happens a gazillion times a day. But it's the same thing no matter what rules you want to make. There's going to be someone who decides that, well, that's for other people. That's not for me. Right. And there's no law out there that's going to stop this from happening. Well, when you think about, well, what is a gun made of, right? There's a a tube-shaped, a pipe-shaped piece of metal. There's some springs involved. There's, you know, levers and gears. So even if they tried to take every existing gun off the planet and melt it down, how does that mean that we're never going to have another gun? Right. No, you, you can't. All right, so our lineup of guests today. Dan, you want to start? All right, he wants me to start. (laughs) Craig DeLuz, a longtime community and political activist. He is the director of legislative and public affairs at Firearms Policy Coalition and is the host of Morning Coffee with Craig. The 2018 midterm elections are over, and Craig is going to weigh in on how things went in California and elsewhere. We also have Diana uh, Diana Rowland. Diana Rowland has a powerful story of being an average American wife and staying at home mom who has grown disconnected from the process of voting and having a say in the way our nation is run. To being energized and engaged in the walk away com- campaign and movement sweeping America in 2018 and beyond. We have Pete Philippe. Philippe? Philippe. Yep, he's a lifelong gun owner, collector, and shooter. His interest in the internet and progression of t- 
technology that helped him combine his two passions and create an online platform to share Fyam's culture to a history and bring gun communities nationwide together with his network of 2A websites. Then our second hour, we have Yehuda Reamer. He is a, he's the Pew Pew Jew and also the author of Safety On, an introduction to world of firearms for children. A common theme of Yehuda's social media accounts is to remind not only his fellow members of the Jewish community, but also Americans at large that we must protect our gun rights in order that horrific genocides happen never again. Mm-hmm. We have Rhonda Azell is the president and co-founder of Chicago Guns Matter. She is a gun rights advocate and defender of liberty. Rhonda was the lead plaintiff in Izell versus City of Chicago. She won two federal lawsuits against the City of Chicago to bring gun ranges to the city for law-abiding citizens. Go, Rhonda. In Chicago. Yeah, man. We have Dave Workman. He's the author, senior editor of thegunmag.com. Communications Director for the Citizens Committee for the Rights to Keep and Bear Arms, award-winning outdoor writer, former member of the NRA Board of Directors, and recognized expert on Washington State gun laws. Those particular laws took quite a negative turn for the gun rights advocates in the 2018 midterm elections, and Dave will help us unpack some of that for us. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Hang on. Got to hear a couple of ads and we're diving right in with Craig Deleuze. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf. Hi folks, I'm Don Kyle. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. Well, 
Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our first guest today is Craig Deleuze. A longtime community and political activist, Craig is the Director of Legislative and Public Affairs at Firearms Policy Coalition and is the host of Morning Coffee with Craig. So the 2018 midterm elections are over, and Craig is going to weigh in on how things went in California and elsewhere. Welcome to the show, Craig. It's a pleasure to join you today. Oh, pleasure is ours, and you are a very, very busy dude. When I was making your guest page, I was like, I need like five pages just to fit in everything that you do. And then uh, you run a morning show almost every single morning. You are, you're a busy guy. I I definitely keep busy. I I believe the idle mind is the devil's workshop. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Well, so you are over there in the, the beautiful beautiful and i say that not sarcastically the beautiful state of california i know there's all kinds of wildfires going on and crazy stuff but it is a gorgeous state and you know you've got every kind of terrain there is i think there's ocean there's mountain there's desert um you probably have every kind of person and every socioeconomic uh category covered so you're like a you're in like a little miniature version of of the nation, all kind of crammed into one state. But then you've got. Oh God, these... I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but then you. I, got... I, I think I look at our politicians and I and I pray that. Uh, <laughs> That's America's not like exactly where I'm heading. It's like you've got such a. Really, there is a diversity in the way that people are registered and how they vote and that sort of thing. But for some reason, the state always goes like as far to the left as you can possibly imagine. And the gun laws that have just been written in, what what the heck is going on over there, Craig? You know, I'll tell you, and I've always I've always been of the belief that California uh, is probably not quite as far left as our politicians tend to be. Um, mm. A lot of, I think, what is, what's affected California has been, I mean, because, oh, by the way, keep, cause keep in mind, this is a state that has, you know, for the longest time hadn't passed any tax increases, that had support had supported three strikes and things like Megan's Law, and, you know, had, had voted to, you know, define marriage, you know, as a, between a man and a woman, not once, but twice. But I think one of the things that's happened is the uh, the redistricting and the way in which it's drawn the political lines here in California has created uh, legislative districts that are, are hyper-partisan. And because Democrats have largely been in control, it's, it's in essence what they've done is they've created uh, hyper-conservative districts, hyper-liberal districts, and then all of the, the middle of the road districts generally tend to lean uh, to lean towards Democrats. And what I mean, what are we to do about that? I mean, is that really what's best for for the state? Is that really what's best for the country? And should we all just you know beat our our swords into plowshares and sing kumbaya? I mean, what are we no, what are think, we really well, thinking well, here? 
Well, you know, ultimately, you know, and I've, I've spent 10 years working in the California legislature. And uh, what I found during my time there was there are some very, very well-meaning uh, individuals who, uh, who really oftentimes don't know what they're talking about, in mm-hmm. particular when it comes to firearms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, by the way, on both sides of the aisle. But there are people yes. who really don't understand the technology, mm-hmm. and they don't understand the law, in particular both state and federal. And so they don't understand how, they all, how it all uh, intersects. Mm-hmm. And so when you see something take place, like what took place in Thousand Oaks, the first impression is, well, we've got to do something. Mm-hmm. And the hard part with that is, is that I get the desire to do something because none of us want to see that sort of stuff happen. But doing anything is not better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, well, gee, my car won't start, so why don't we rotate the tires? <laughs> Because, well, we've got to do something. Right. We did something. It looked like we were busy. It looked like we were being, you know, proactive. And, you know, it really is a shame. In my opener, I was saying how, you know, the very voices out there that are trying to say, you know, we just need more gun control, they actually, uh, you know, agree more with us than they realize. And that is when they have their armed security you know, they understand that somebody in the immediacy of the moment is there with you uh, or you yourself could be that uh, that immediate responder. Uh, but they I, I just it's like, where does that logic train fall off the tracks? But it does every single time. You know, if you really, really, really wanted to help people, it seems like you would teach more uh, gun safety to kids. You know, the Eddie Eagle program. You know, uh, gun safety used to be in schools. Uh, you are probably not old enough to remember, but uh, definitely Dan, I, my co-host here, who I rarely let get a word in edgewise, <laughs> he remembers those days. And, uh, you know, we, we just don't have kids even being allowed to be near a gun. They can't have a Pop-Tart shape like a gun. And it creates this whole culture of mystery for kids. And then they grow up just thinking, well, I, I must be bad if, if I think that guns are good, so I'm going to think guns are bad. And it just spirals from there. Well, it is, it is the perpetuation of ignorance. And it's because largely the people making the policy are ignorant. They get their, they get their understanding of firearms from Hollywood. Mm. So when they start talking about things like smart guns and they start <laughs> talking about, you know, 30 magazine clips, yeah. they're demonstrating that they have absolutely, positively no idea what they're talking about. And legislation that is born out of ignorance it is bound to fail. And then on top of it, you have that legislation doesn't work. It doesn't stop the the tragedies that they say they want to stop. And so their idea is, well, we obviously need more of what's not working. <laughs> and it, it's gotten to the point in California uh, with, with the one in particular with the one party control where they feel like they don't even have to listen to the minority party. Like mm. there's nothing legitimate that uh, the Republican Party can say when it comes to when it comes to firearms, unless we're agreeing with them that we need to ban guns. Mm-hmm. And it makes it very difficult because when they when they come to us and they say they say, well, gosh, why don't you guys compromise? And I say because compromise always means it compromise always means me giving up my rights. Mm-hmm. Where the compromise comes from is how much am I giving up at this point? 
It's... Not, you know, okay, well, tell you what, we're going to give you shall issue concealed carry if you give us universal background checks. That's not the sort of compromise that we're ever talking about. Mm-hmm. They're saying, oh, no, we, we're going we're gonna to get this, we're going to get this, and then we're going to ban this over here, but we'll, we'll negotiate about how far we're going to go this time because obviously, you know, they need to come, have something to come back for next legislative session. That's the thing that, that really gets me, and I, I recently posted up a, a video that somebody had created um, where it showed, you know, it's a cake, and then it shows, you know, all the different big hunks that have been taken out of this cake uh, as far as if the cake was our, our constitutional rights, our Second Amendment rights. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're down to, you know, maybe a, a quarter of the cake, and it's already got bites out of it. And that's federally. In California, I, I don't know if you guys even have any crumbs left over. <laughs> well, barely. But, you know, believe it or not, yes, we do still have we still do still have uh, uh, the ability to own and possess firearms. Uh, we do, depending on the county that you live in, have the ability to actually uh, concealed carry. Uh, for example, Sacramento County, where the sheriff is Scott Jones, He's issued somewhere eight or nine thousand concealed carry permits since he was first elected. Um, we've, you know, it, it, once again, it all kind of depends on what it is that you're talking about. Uh, California definitely has some of the most restrictive laws, mm-hmm. uh, but we also, uh, but but we also have the opportunity, as I see it right now, via lawsuit to be able to change or be able to to, to provide some sort of definitions and some restrictions. Uh, on the anti-gun community to mm-hmm. try and fight back some of the stuff that they're doing because, well, all of the really crazy, because the crazy ideas are coming out of California, that's where a lot of the lawsuits are coming out, mm-hmm. out as well. Mm-hmm. And um, we've got about two minutes left. Why should people who, you know, I've got listeners all across the nation, you know, somebody sitting in in their driveway in Kansas right now, listening on their, their smartphone, they're thinking, well, why, why do I care what's going on in California? Well, you should care very much for the same reason. Uh, you know, one of the things about one of the things with the Bush administration when they were talking about fighting the war on terror uh, over in the Middle East, it, while we were fighting the war on terror there, that meant that they we weren't fighting the war on terror here on our home soil. Uh, one of the things is, is here in California, we are on the front line when it comes to the fight to the right to keep and bear arms, and uh, if we are not careful, we are going to see. This sort of this sort of legislation spread all across the country. I call mm-hmm. it the Californication uh, <laughs> of other states. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's happening is this: people are leaving California, be- not just because of the gun laws, not just because it's too liberal. They're leaving California because it's too expensive. Mm. And many of these people are not supporters of the Second Amendment, and they're taking their anti-gun beliefs with them to Texas, to Kansas, to Oklahoma, and uh, and. When they get there, they're going to want to elect the the very politician, the very sorts of politicians that fought that are fighting to ban guns here in California. So, while California is the front lines currently, it's not the only place where this fight is going to take place. Amen. So, if the fight weren't taking place here, if if we, if all of a sudden California just fell and you the the fight wouldn't go away, it mm-hmm. would just move to other states. Mm-hmm. Washington, Oregon, Nevada are already starting to experience that. Now you're even starting to see Arizona 
is is in danger of starting to see some of the start there. It really, it really is. It's very uh, concerning, actually. And then we've also got this on the national scale, um, this bill that the Democrats are wanting to push through, the H.R. 5087, uh, which is uh, the assault gun, in air quotes, assault gun ban on steroids. It, it really, it comes down to just about every single semi-automatic anything, whether it's a handgun, a long gun, the big black scary you know ar-15s it's it's really something to keep our eyes on well craig we've got to let you go for now but um great talk we got to have you back on again soon and before i let you go please tell folks how they can follow all of the work you do with all the different hats you switch all day long <laughs> uh probably the easiest way is to go to our go to our facebook page uh, facebook.com forward slash gun policy Everything we have is right there. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, we also have a website, firearmspolicy.org. Uh, and if you're interested in buying any of our uh, any of our uh, our swag, that's mm-hmm. fpcgear.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day and a happy Thanksgiving next week. And God bless. Same to you. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, stick around. We have Miss Dinah Roland waiting in the wings. She's coming up right after this to talk to us about her personal walk-away testimony. Stick around. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you.
Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And sometimes we lip sync along with the... uh, music as we're coming back in you, you did i didn't do that yeah uh-huh yeah i think you started it actually ed but um anyway we are excited for our next guest she is a personal friend of mine we met when uh, we were both in our master's program uh, at the townsend institute and uh, over in california concordia university and uh dinah roland she has a powerful story of just being an average American wife, a stay-at-home mom, who had grown disconnected with the processes of voting and having a say in the way our nation is run, to now being energized and engaged by this walk-away campaign and movement that is sweeping America in 2018 and beyond. Welcome to the show, Miss Dinah. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, this is very exciting. Uh, I love having, you know, big, well-known names in the industry. I really do. But when I get to talk to people that are just like me, just just a, a normal American citizen who feels that we have something important to say, it, it's like extra special. So I really appreciate uh, you taking the time. Um, you're, I know you are a homeschooler, so I guess you've got the kids on some project or you've left the house. I don't know. Oh, I have four boys. One of them I'm homeschooling, and he is with his dad right now. So, well, yes. Well played. <laughs> thank you for doing this and having me. I mean, I love this, so thank you. Yes. So what was this catalyst for, and you use the word awakening. Like what, and, and those are both two very powerful words. What is the catalyst for your awakening? I mean, that's important. Well, yes, and it is. And awakening is powerful when you've experienced it, and it's, um, I guess it was a process. I had always voted for the president, but that's as far as it went. And I thought I was doing this great thing. Mm -hmm. And then after having children, I guess it just sort of opened my eyes to what's really going on in the world and what is this country that they are going to inherit and really paying attention. And I will say Facebook helped because as as a mom with young children, I was connected to so many friends with so many views and so many different angles. So I was really reading and following. Mm-hmm. But I guess over five years, the main thing was there was a bill um, down in the Texas Senate, House Bill 2. And I believe it made national news. It was a pro-life bill. And it was being filibustered by a senator in Texas. And there was a big ruckus there. And um you know, people on the other side down there supporting it, and they were to wear orange, and then there were people taking up seats wearing blue for pro-life, and I had been watching all this on Facebook, and I thought, you know what, if my friend from high school is going down there wearing orange, and I'm watching all this, I'm going to put on blue, and I'm going down there, (laughs) and so this was over five years ago. I did not know what I was getting into, but I will say being down in Austin and watching all of that happen and sitting in the chamber it just opened my eyes, and I, this is so embarrassing, but I went and I texted, I thought, who is, or I Googled, who is this senator that's doing all this? And guess what? <laughs> what? She was my local Texas senator, yep. and I had no idea. Yeah, don't be and embarrassed. So that is I so was, many people's story. 
sadly it yeah, is. I was, a little, but... I was saddened. I was mm-hmm. saddened and I was ashamed and I thought, this is my senator. And mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with her being elected or not being elected or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that was a real eye opener to the need to know what's going on and, you know, who represents me. Mm. You know, and like I said, that is so many people's story. And I think up until, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I probably was, I would have fit your story very similarly. It was being involved mm. in the the world of, of being a gun store owner. And one day we are the heroes and, and you know, the, you know, the embodiment of America and then the next day, mm-hmm. we were the purveyors of death. And I just like, right. I was like, I'm the same person as I was yesterday. So what is this weird narrative going on? And why are the exact same people that that think of me one way are now thinking me of, as an, in another way? And then it goes back and forth. It was this roller coaster. And it caused me to right. have to get a little bit more, a lot more involved. And so we each have right. our own, you know, pathways in. But... The point is, is that you did move to a new place. And so then, you know, your motivation, um, I mean, I heard some motivation already, but would you say that that there's one that we didn't touch on yet for becoming an activist? Well, I think, you know, that just led down a path of, okay, I need to find, there was a woman running against um, that senator, so I called and got active in helping her door knocking things I never even knew existed or thought I would ever do, mm-hmm. um, which then opened up, well, who's the next person that needs help? So, you know, then it got to where I saw some groups that were for parental rights and that was important to me. And so I went down with a group of moms to Austin and I literally saw bills stopped in front of me in the chamber because of a group of moms. And I thought, wow, that can really happen. Mm. Like we can really stop things that you would feel hopeless about. And so I think all those things just, you know, charged me up to say, okay, this, you can be active and be a normal person and get involved and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so, um, those are my motivations. Now it's kind of like once you've been red pilled or whatever, you know, people are calling it different (laughs) things awakened, you know, you, you can't go back to, normal yeah you know and how does this journey because the walkaway campaign i think started mostly by people being you know they they were democrats but then they realized that their party left them and so you know they were actually walking away from that party and that isn't particularly your story but you have an incredible testimony that does tie into that whole hashtag walk away campaign can you touch on some of that for us yes i was so excited because in texas you know that's if we're one state but i was concerned about the whole country so Mm -hmm. when i came across the walk away uh, movement and brandon strock who did his testimony i was my heart leapt i thought this is people all over america and although i'm not walking away from the democrat party they also have a walk with but mm-hmm. I thought I want to I want to test I want to give my testimony because I have walked away from being a closet conservative and walked away from fear and these kinds of things and um, they were so welcoming and I love the support of that group um, and so you know that's really just getting started and um, so yeah that's a powerful one and I'm sorry because I just lost track of what you were asking me about just it. how does it your journey tie into the idea of walking away 
Uh, okay, right. So I decided I wanted to write that my own testimony, and I put it out there. And on their Facebook, you know, there were just, I mean, I think I had over 600 responses of just the most encouraging, mm-hmm. you know, that other people also had walked away from the same things of being apathetic. That was a big one for me, mm. um, just not being aware of what's going on in our country and how things are supposed to work. So that was encouraging. And then I actually went to D.C. in October because I wanted to see it for myself and mm-hmm. I wanted to connect with those people because once you're you're in this group, you want to, you know, be supported and you want to connect with people that are also like-minded. Mm-hmm. Well, I love you, you know. Um, <laughs> it's We need each other, you yes. know, to do this. So that was, that's where I had shared that and um, I look forward to what they're going to do. I want to walk with those that walk away and, you know, I want, I, that's a big movement and I think that it's important to support movements like that and people that are, um, you know, speaking the truth over what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you are walking yeah, away from, you know, being so private and quiet about your conservatism. You're you're walking away from, you know, expecting others uh, to be political for you. I'm reading from your post here. Mm-hmm. You're walking away from, you know, just being clueless about now what what branch is this and what does that do? What does the Senate do? What does the Congress do? Um, so what are you walking toward? I would say I am walking toward, well, I, I like to say I want to do my part to help save America. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I know that there's an agenda to transform America and people, you know, we understand this, but um, I think it's, it's going to take people to stop it. It will continue in full force. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, um, these things will, I mean, gun, like what you all do. I mean, mm-hmm. the agenda is no guns, right? And mm-hmm. so as much as we allow it, we allow it. And so I just want to walk towards standing up and being bold and not being afraid and taking action and inspiring others to do the same um, while we can. I love um, and you're impacting the next yeah. generation in the physical form of your four boys. I just think, you know, that is, that's everything right there. Because as you said, how we hand this, uh, hand this country, hand this world off to the next generation? Have we kept it in good repair? Or have we, you know, been careless with it and, and not taken good care to, to be that bridge from our founding fathers to the next generation? Right, right. And that's a, that's a huge motivation. And also knowing that if I don't stand up now, they won't have an example, you know, as in, they need to see their parents being mm-hmm. able to stand up and not be afraid to speak out or afraid to disagree Absolutely. Um, and I figure it's going to be worse for them if it keeps going in this direction. So I want to show them now Amen. You know, that it's okay to do that. Absolutely. Well, we are about out of time, but I just want to say, Dinah, you are inspiring. And I love that you are acting out of a love for what you want rather than so many who are acting out of a place of hatred and anger. So how do people mm. find out more about you and your journey? Well, right now, I mean, I'm like, I'm just, you know, stay at home, raising kids, doing my part on activism. Facebook is the best place. That's where I'm, you know, it's the easiest place for me to connect with people. And I really, I didn't warn my friends I was going pretty much 100% (laughs) political on (laughs) Facebook, but that's what's happened. So they can unfollow or unfriend, whatever. But I have gained 
so many like-minded friends and that's just where that's the platform right now where I can, you know, say what I feel like I want to say. And, and it's been encouraging to have so many people, you know, come out of the woodwork and private message me and text me that please keep doing what you're doing. I want to do more. So that's been positive. I love it. That's, that's exactly right. That's really how I got started too. I was kind of afraid at first and then I kept hearing people on texting and private messaging that you're speaking for me, but I'll get fired if I say it. So please keep speaking yes, for me. Exactly. So thank you so yes. much, Miss Dinah. We're going to check back in with you from time to time and, and see where your journey is leading you, because I think you're going to be a powerful voice in this whole movement of walking away and how do you raise kids in a crazy world and and keep them grounded in in conservative values. I love it. Thank you so much, Dinah. Mm, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Nice talking with you. You too. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and God bless. You too. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Stick around. We have Pete Philippe waiting in the wings just on the other side of these messages. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. 
And if you've missed any portion of our show today, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. All 135 other episodes we have posted there. And when you want to put a face with a voice, click the Guest tab. You'll find a photo and bios and links to every single one of the guests we've ever had on our show. It is a rich and wonderful resource, and we don't hate it when you spend some time there. All right, our next guest is Mr. Pete Philippe. He's a longtime gun owner, collector, and shooter. His interest in the Internet and the progression of that technology helped him combine his two passions and create an online platform to share firearms culture, 2A history, and bring gun communities nationwide together with his networks of 2A websites. Welcome to the show, Pete. Hey, thanks. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Dan. Hi, thanks for coming on. So I am saying Uh, your last name correct, yes? Philippe? Oh, everybody says it different. My grandfather said it different than I do. I think of it like uh, the Philippines. I say Philippi. Philippi. Okay, well, that makes perfect sense. Sorry about that. So diving right in, you know, you have a gazillion hats that you wear all the time. And one of them is this thing you put together called the, which is very clever, the Gun Show Loophole Tour. So that's very tongue-in-cheek, kind of, you know, slyly winking at the people that want to say that there's a a gun show loophole. And you were kind enough to uh, visit our store during your tour. I never even knew that you were in the shop, so you were very stealthy about it. But you really posted a a wonderful um, review of our shop, and I, I just really appreciated that. Oh, no, you guys had Maj in town, so I figured you guys were busy doing uh, that promotion and doing the live stuff. So had an auction coming up, I think. Abs- absolutely, and that was that did fall over the same time frame. Hey, Pete, I've been to several gun shows, and I've, you know, I've been keep looking for this loophole. How much do they cost <laughs> when you find them? That's a good question. That's one of the reasons we definitely named it that with intent, because we're trying to take that away. They depend on misinformation and, uh, you know, on the website, guys. So one of the uh, ulterior motives to this call into loophole, the gun show loophole tour, is that when people search for that online, uh, hopefully our stuff comes up. And if we keep doing this, eventually it'll come up ahead of some of the, the garbage that's out there. So definitely with intent. Very clever. I love it. And so, what exactly is the tour itself? Where Where did you go? You did, was it just here in Arizona? Because you're in Tucson, we're out in Avondale. Uh, Right now I'm sitting in Scottsdale. So was it just here in Arizona? No, in a nutshell, the tour is just what I call my adventures when I go out on the road. Uh, Like this year I went to the Gun Rights Policy Conference. It was up in Chicago. Uh, That is a, a conference that travels to a different town or different city each year. This year it was up in Chicago. Next year, of course, it'll be in Phoenix. It'll be a lot easier for all of us to get to it. I'm going to encourage people to show up. It'll be a fun time. But uh, this year, you know, I had that destination. So um, oh, around 2012, uh, doing YouTube and other online stuff, uh, I started to drive around instead of flying. And as we were driving, originally we uh, visited manufacturers and, and factories, which was great. But uh, I've always had a passion for gun shops. 
So when I travel to a destination like the Sun Rights Policy Conference, uh, I just uh, did my best to give myself some time on each end of the uh, trip to do or shop and making an interactive kind of exercise where the audience helps recommend shops, uh, interesting shops, shops that have been around for a long time, have interesting stories, uh, and then share that, of course. Well, I think that's wonderful all on its own. It stands alone. It's it's a wonderful project, and and trying to work within the you know how the uh, algorithms and so forth work with Google searching and that to to use the clever name Gun Show Loophole. But for me personally, it's a little extra uh, important because Danny Todd, my husband, my business partner, my co-owner in AZ Firearms. He hates walking into a gun shop that he's never been in before. And it's a weird phenomenon. I'll let him speak to that in a second. But I think that the work you're doing, Pete, is going to help kind of open the door before we have to, you know, kind of go in cold. It's interesting. I never thought of it that way. We've been you know, on the road for years now. We've gone to 29 states. We average about 50 shops uh, a tour, and part of, and, and of course, firearms museums and ideally gun shows on weekends. But we call it the gun show loophole tour. Uh, but the idea is to shed light because, like you say, there's people. I never thought about it from people in the gun community. I guess I look at it from the uh, either antis or the people in the, the middle of the road that don't have a, a preference either way on first guns. And you know, when you look at guns in the media or gun shows in the media, gun shops even, they're always dark. Not massive paraphernalia all over, and uh, you know the, the impression that there's illicit stuff going on. And that you know, couldn't be further from the truth. We all know the, the variety and the diversity of people in firearms, and that's known in their shops and in gun shows. So, mm-hmm. um, I've had a pretty decent ratio. A lot of times, as you can imagine, shops can be concerned that they've got bad press. They're worried about people uh, seeing their cameras and security features and things mm. uh, but i've had a pretty decent success rate just going in and asking them if it's okay to take pictures of course now with the social media uh, uh, being so common and people so aware of it uh, it's, it's less and less of an issue so um that's part of the tour is to show people the pictures and we do quick videos when we can when the shops are so impressive that you know photos just won't do it uh, ideally you know if we can keep going we're going to try to do interviews with the shop owners and hear their stories but yeah it's all about uh, getting the word out about these shops. I never thought about it as far as gun owners, though, uh, giving you a, kind of a taste and flavor of the size and scale of the shop before you visit. Yeah, I don't know why, Pete. I, I can't really explain why I'm I'm nervous when I walk into a gun shop. Now, if I go with a friend, it's a little different. It, it, it may be that way with any small local shop, and I don't know why. But the deal about the cameras in the store, you know, I used to, my old school used to say, oh, no pictures, no pictures. But I've really changed that now, and you know, it's exciting because people want to show their friends what they just saw. Mm-hmm. And and then that gets word of mouth and it gets people talking. And so we've opened up to that. I mean, if I have a guy looking at uh, taking pictures of my security system and, uh, you know, the doors and all that, <laughs> then, you know, we get a little leery. But uh, just to overall, we need to share that excitement. The people are excited. Of course, that's why they want to take a picture. So I, I welcome it. And most of the time, like you say, that goes up on their social media, it goes up on their reviews and their blogs or whatever they're doing. And when people are going to Google Maps or something and they're going to uh, check out a shop. Now, your shop, one of the reasons I do the tours because I'm a big fan of shops, 
you know, that's our presence. That's our uh, awareness. The Second Amendment is there. You like shops like yours on the main street in a town, gun shop find there, right? pleasant shop. Not everyone's going to wander in. Now, everybody drives past, sees that there's a gun shop in town. So in the back of their mind, they remember that there's a Second Amendment. They know that it's a valid part of our culture, mm-hmm. but they might not walk in. On Google Maps, who hasn't scrolled around on Google Maps, surfed or browsed or whatever the equivalent is, you know, just popping into stores, looking at the tours, um, seeing the pictures that people have posted. So all of that comes together using these platforms that we've got. Again, get guns out there. And it really, I think it, it's a... a a necessary uh, effort so that when, you know, they're going to throw out there something like the gun show loophole and, and this and that, now people see what gun shops are. They know people who are firearms owners, and, and we battle that you know, through culture and not necessarily through a debate. Oh, absolutely. You know, part of the battle uh, that we're fighting in our, our rights is the, the culture that's changed so much. And when we can help people remember how normal it is to own guns, you know, they, you know, not so long ago, every single home had one because it was part of, you know, uh, hunting. It was part of putting food on the table. It was part of, you know, fighting off two-legged and four-legged predators. And, uh, you know, when we remind people just how exactly normal it is and, and moms and pops across the nation have these shops that you're presenting, I, I think it's a wonderful effort and we really appreciate it. We've got about a minute left. Um, tell folks before we go how they can follow all of the work you do, which is a lot of different things. Thanks. I do play around on the internet quite a bit. Uh, gunwebsites.com is the easiest place to find us. Gun Websites is our name on pretty much all the social media platforms out there, and we're active daily. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us or hang out with other gun, uh, like our Second Amendment-minded folks, you can head over to gunchannels.com, a community we built to uh, give people a platform that's for shooters, by shooters. Uh, but I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to be on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. We will see you in December here in Phoenix at the big SAR gun show and uh, get a chance to catch up a little bit. Thanks so much, Pete. Have a great Thanksgiving next week. Bye-bye. All right, stick around. We still have our number two of Gun Freedom Radio. We have Yehuda Reamer coming up right after these messages. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. 
armedlutheran.com. Hey, this is Lloyd Bailey, the Armed Lutheran, host of the Armed Lutheran radio podcast, reminding you that the podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all the great content at selfdefenseradio.net.